Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Not just New York, but the whole world has this love affair with the police departments. Um, lots of intrigue. Tell me, what is it about police stories that compelled you to do this Dirty 30 Odyssey podcast? And what about it that people love? What is the attraction? I think there's a certain expectation uh, when it comes to the public perception of policing. You know, you ex you expect there to be the protection of the neighborhoods that they're sworn to protect and serve. And I think when that sort of covenant is broken, it's a big story. And it's a story that never ends. It happens all over the world. Um, and so I think we're we're sort of compelled to 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 look at it, to not to not be able to look away. Um, and for me, when I saw this story, when I, when I happened upon it, um, and started doing the research into the story, I thought it was a really interesting way to also tell the story of New York at the time, at, at its worst time during the crack era. Um, and the 30th precinct in West Harlem was the central location of where these issues were, were going down and certainly finding Barry, um, Barry Brown was, um, I thought the best way to be able to tell this story sort of through his his eyes, through his career, um, and, and in, a, in a sense, to be able to tell the much larger story of New York at the time. So, Barry, let, let's turn to you now. You came from what sounds like a stable household, mother and father. Your father even warned you about uh, resisting temptation. Tell me first, why did you want to become a cop? I wanted to become a cop because I wanted to help out. I wanted to help the neighborhood. I wanted to contribute at least, you know, I know I couldn't save the world, but I knew that I could contribute in whatever neighborhood I worked in. I knew that I could make it a little bit of a better place. And, and that's what my goal was. So, so what happens? You, 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 your intentions are really good. You're going out day after day and doing your job. And what, what starts to happen? You start to hear rumors that there's police officers there that aren't doing the right thing, that there's police officers on the midnights and other shifts that are working with drug dealers, that they're taking money from drug dealers for protection, that they're robbing drug dealers first. You heard a lot of rumors of things that were that were happening. And what happens when Barry, when you report on it, what happens? Does it go anywhere? It went absolutely nowhere. I was a undercover field associate for internal affairs, and I was reporting this information to a lieutenant in internal affairs who was then turning over the information for investigations. However, they failed to investigate, and that's why it spread from a couple of police officers to over 30 police officers. Were you discouraged? I was very discouraged. You know, it, it, at first I was thinking, hey, you know, the, the, the police department wasn't capable of 
capable of doing the investigations because every time they tried to do a sting operation or something, they got made by the police officers that were there. And then it became evident that that New York City was the greatest police department in the world and that they just didn't want to do the investigations. They were trying to send hints to the corrupt officers, hey, don't do this. Otherwise, something's going to happen, but they never did anything. So the police officers got bolder and bolder, and it just became totally out of control. At what point does it explode and finally breaks open? There was a there was a uh, a major corruption uh, arrest in the summer of 1992. A police officer by the name of Michael Dowd. So because of the Michael Dowd arrest, the mayor at the time, Mayor Dinkins wanted to find out were there others out there like him. So he impaneled a commission called the Mullen Commission to actually investigate the police department itself. So once the Mullen Commission began investigating the police department itself, they began investigating the 30th Precinct at the same time. Um, and what they found was, you know, ultimately what became um, the Dirty 30 arrests as, as they were referred to at the time. Um, so that's really right. what blew the case, what blew the case open. And, you know, Barry has a central role uh, in the story. And it had to be difficult because you lived right there, right? And you grew up with some of these people. Well, I, I grew up with with one of the police officers, George, George Nova, who was a, a central figure in, in, in corruption in that in that precinct. So it was, you know, it was caught between a, a, a friendship with somebody from the neighborhood and the bonds of don't don't rat don't say anything to the fact that I was a police officer and I was sworn to to do my job and to protect the to protect the city and to protect the neighborhood and you know I had no choice but to just tell the truth about the things that were happening there and that's what I did. But the police culture had been you don't you don't rat out your fellow officers you protect each other. That there's definitely the blue wall of silence and. But police officers there were hiding behind that blue wall of silence, and they were using that as a as an excuse to have the other honest cops not saying anything as they were robbing drug dealers, taking payoffs, stealing guns, selling guns back to other drug dealers. They they use that blue wall of silence to have the good police officers there were afraid to say anything because they didn't want to rat on another officer started cooperating with investigators from the Mullen Commission about a year later, and they had an agenda to fight corruption and to do something about the things that had happened there. And when I met the investigators from the Mullen Commission and I told them so many things that had happened years ago, they were actually able to take that information from that I had reported to Internal Affairs three, four years before. They actually went out and just picked up several of those police officers interviewed them and they admitted to these things from several years ago and that's a big part of what started their case what is it that allows these things to happen is it people just get tired do they just is it just plain old greed that that creeps in every now and then and then i'm wondering how it doesn't happen now what 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 has changed well the circumstances that allowed it to go on was a police department that refused to police itself and you're always going to have a, a little bit of corruption, but when other officers see that and nothing happens to the officers that are committing crimes, then it just mushrooms from one or two to, in this case, dozens. 
So now fast forward to 2023, and the Mulling Commission has, has closed shop. Um, but do you think the police department is doing a good job of policing itself now? Well, there hasn't been a, a, a major corruption scandal in the city since the Dirty 30 case. So I would say, yes, the police department is, is doing a, a good job. Historically, there's been a major police corruption scandal every 20 years, almost to, to the day. The 30th precinct case in 1994 was really the last one of this magnitude. So obviously the, the changes that were made as a result of, of the arrests in the 30th and the, the, the findings by the Mullen Commission um, have changed, helped, helped to change the police department in a really positive way. And ultimately, when it comes to Barry and all of the police officers that were there at the time, there's a dilemma, right? There's a, there's an absolute dilemma on what do you do when you see all of this corruption around you and all of the forces are pushing against you not to do anything. What do you do in that situation? And I think, you know, that's really ultimately what this story is about. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.